Hi, everybody, and welcome into a brand new episode of Locked On Nittany Lions, your Penn State podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today is Thursday, August 20th, 2020. I'm your host, Kevin McGuire, and today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. And for a limited time, you'll get a free cooler with every purchase. Who doesn't love free stuff like that? In today's episode, we'll take a look at some of the things that James Franklin had to say about the Big Ten shutting down football for the upcoming season. And needless to say, he's not very pleased. He's a little frustrated, as we can all imagine. And we are also going to have a fun conversation with our friend Ryan Snyder, who covers Penn State recruiting for Rivals.com's Blue White Illustrated. Very excited to have him on and address some of the questions that you may have about what the shutdown for football means for Penn State and Penn State recruiting. Before we go any further, I want to make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever podcasting app you may be using to listen to this episode, and then leave a rating and a review after you get done listening to this episode so you can let us know what you thought about it. And of course, you can reach out to us at any time on any of our social media platforms by using the username LockedOnNittany on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitch. So with all that out of the way, guys, let's go ahead and get today's episode underway. A little more than a week ago, the Big Ten made the big decision to not play college football this fall with the idea of potentially exploring the option to play in the spring, although I continue to be somebody who will believe that when I see it. But of course, we're still a little more than a week away from that decision having been made, and we still don't really have a whole lot of answers. We still don't have a whole lot of information on how this decision came about from the Big Ten. Now, we talked a little bit about this in yesterday's podcast where Athletics Director Sandy Barber came out and was asked about how the Penn State voted in the decision to not play football this year. And Sandy Barber uh, made some headlines because she honestly had no idea if there even was a vote. And that is alarming. And this is not a knock on Sandy Barber, but the fact that the Big Ten made this decision and the Athletics Director at any Big Ten university, specifically Penn State, doesn't even know if there was a vote to be held. You would think that the athletics director would at least know if a vote was held. I think that would be pretty common knowledge for any athletics director. So when somebody in the Big Ten says that they're not even sure if there was a vote, that's very alarming. And it's sending ripples throughout the Big Ten right now. Now, on Tuesday, Penn State head coach James Franklin got a chance to address the media in his first opportunity in this kind of a setting since that decision was made by the Big Ten last week. And as you can imagine, James Franklin was very much frustrated with the decision and how it was played out. And I should clarify, as he did in his comments, Franklin is not necessarily against the idea of not playing football this fall, but it's more so frustration and anger over how the decision was rolled out uh, because there isn't a whole lot of communication from the Big Ten office and not a lot of explanations have been put out there by the Big Ten regarding the information used to find out whether or not this was going to be able to happen this year. Uh, So James Franklin, like many of us, is still wanting more information because I think if you're the head coach of a football program in the Big Ten and you're not going to get a chance to do your job this fall, you probably deserve to hear some explanation for why. Now, James Franklin, from the onset of this pandemic, has been very vocal about the need to take care of things as much as possible as far as safety and health is concerned. And Penn State, uh, to the credit, has done a very good job with that. Penn State's been very forthcoming with the information. When there are some positive tests, uh, they have been putting out, I think, weekly uh, updates 
on the COVID-19 testing within the athletics department. And the numbers have typically been very good. And James Franklin did confirm the latest round of testing within the football program had yielded zero positive tests. So that's all good news. And I think when you see that your program and your your medical experts and uh, your coaching staff and your athletic staff, when they're all doing their job to make sure that being able to play football is going to be possible, and then you find out that you're not going to be able to do that through no decision of your own, that has to be incredibly infuriating. I'm going to play you a clip from James Franklin's conference call. This is from his opening statement to let you know exactly what his mentality was when he had to tell his players that they're not going to be able to play football this year. Yeah, the announcement to postpone football was extremely disappointing. Witnessing the confusion on our guys' faces when I shared their news of postponement um, last week was gut-wrenching. It is my responsibility to help our guys chase their dreams and delivering the news felt like I was doing the opposite. It felt like I was taking away their dream to play at Penn State, even if for some it's only temporary. It's clearly an unenviable position for James Franklin and any coach around the Big Ten to be in, to be able to sit in a room or conference call or whatever and let your players know that they're not going to be able to play football. All the work that they've been putting in during this offseason under bizarre circumstances is now for naught because they're not going to get a chance to do what they are supposed to be doing in the fall. And of course, the fact that this decision is not coming from James Franklin and it's not necessarily coming from Penn State either It has to make it even more frustrating from a coaching perspective if you're James Franklin or if you're Ryan Day at Ohio State or Scott Frost in Nebraska and having to tell your players that everything they've been doing is just going to be go to waste in a sense. That is not a good position that the Big Ten has put any of these coaches in. Again, the decision to not play football is probably understandable. It's just a matter of the fact that this is just dropped on them the way that it has with any lack of communication. That's what it really is the big issue here. And if that wasn't clear enough, Franklin went on and, again, stressed the idea that the lack of communication from the leaders behind these decisions was seriously a major concern. Is I don't necessarily have a issue with the decision, you know, um, but, I, but I have an issue with the process and I got an issue with the timing. You know, it was challenging to keep getting up in front of my team and getting up in front of my parents and not having answers to their questions. So to me, if we were going to make the decision to delay the season, that we at least took the time to work with the NCAA and the Big Ten to have all the answers for what that's going to mean when it comes to eligibility, you know, when it comes to scholarships, you know, when it comes to, you know, the, the next opportunity to play, when that is, is it the spring? Is it the winter? Is it going to not be to next season? What does that mean with roster management? What does that mean with incoming recruits? Um, you know, I, I've met almost weekly with our players, their parents, and also recruits. And it's difficult to continue getting up in front of those people as the leader of my organization and not only deliver bad news, but not be able to deliver the answers to their questions. I think that's the job of the leader is, is to set the vision, set the plan, and then every, drive everybody towards that vision and that plan. And when you do face challenges or issues, 
It's the job of the leader either, either to have the answers or find the answers. And I was not able to do that. So that, that, that was the challenge. You know, how we got to this decision, I'm not in position to answer that because I, I wasn't in the room. Um, but I do know when you, when you make a decision um, of this magnitude that affects so many people uh, on such a significant level, maybe the most important decision in the history of the Big Ten, it wasn't made um, in ambiguity. It wasn't vague. There's no way we made this decision without everybody being clear on what the decision was. That's just a small taste of what Franklin had to say during his conference call. There was a lot more to get into, but that was the basic gist of the the conference call. He's frustrated. You're frustrated. Everybody's frustrated. And that frustration doesn't seem like it's going to be going away very soon until the Big Ten comes out and provides a little bit more context about why there will be no Big Ten football this fall. Well, that was just a taste of what James Franklin had to say, but if you're looking for something that's tasty and filling and gets you through the day, then Built Bar is there for you. How about that for a transition? Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar, and they're back and they're better than ever. They've got all their original flavors that you've heard me talk about so many times before on the podcast, but I'm pleased to announce that they have six brand new flavors coming your way, and I can't wait to sink my teeth into some of these. The the Apple Almond Crisps, that's the number one on my to-do list right now from Built Bar. So Built Bar, if you're listening, I want to try that Apple Almond Crisps because I'm a big fan of that, and it just feels like a taste of fall, I think, when you think about an Apple Almond Crisps. And I want that because I need that because if I don't have football, I need some other way to satisfy my fall cravings this year. Again, Built Bars are healthy. They are great for the health conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. They're great for anyone on a diet. And if you're working out, it's great before, it's great afterward. And if you just need a snack in the middle of your day or middle of the morning, you're working long days, you just need something that's going to satisfy you and keep you full, the Built Bar is there for you. Go to BuiltBar.com. You can enter the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get $10 off your next order. And for a limited time, while quantities last, they're going to give you a free cooler. How cool is that? No pun intended. Okay, you got me. It was intended. Once again, go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get $10 off your next order. Pleased to be joined today by Ryan Snyder. He covers Penn State recruiting for Blue White Illustrated on Rivals.com. Ryan, how are you doing today? Good to be here, man. Uh, should be counting down a high school football season. Fingers crossed uh, they, they get it through in Pennsylvania. But uh, these we have it in Ohio. That was confirmed yesterday. So I guess I'll be traveling out to see Liam Clifford and some other guys here in a couple weeks. Well, I guess I'll just uh, talk to you this question right now. Are we going to see high school football in Pennsylvania this year? So I, uh, we're, we're doing this on Wednesday. Uh, as of Friday, um, the, what, 21st, uh, they're supposed to have an official announcement. Uh, from what I was reading, it sounds like that's going to be uh, given a thumbs up. You know, whether how long it lasts, we'll see. Uh, I'm hoping uh, with with no Penn State that uh, it, it lasts well into November and, you know, we get a full season for also the kids, I, I should say. But, uh, but, yeah, it seems like that's going to be the plan. Uh, hopefully uh, everything uh, goes smooth. I know at my former high school, Central Dolphin, uh, they had a, 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 I don't know what sport it was, but somebody already tested. And they had to shut it down and stuff. Tested positive, excuse me. Right. Uh, so I'm curious to see how that impacts. I don't think it was football. It was a different sport. But either way, I mean, they, 
you know, just one or two and they, and they shut it down. So you're going to see that a lot of places. Hopefully it uh, doesn't, doesn't get too widespread. Well, hopefully you have a busy season, even without Penn State football, because, you know, covering recruiting, you know, as well as anybody, that there's always something to be looking out for. So, obviously, having high school football, would I feel like, uh, would help that job out a little bit moving forward. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just a little bit. Uh, but I'm sure you'll be keeping busy, keeping tabs on all things uh, Penn State recruiting. Like I said, recruiting analyst for Blue Wade Illustrated on Rivals.com. You can also follow Ryan on Twitter, at Rivals Snyder. Ryan, I brought you on today because I've got some recruiting questions because, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are still trying to figure out exactly what is going on now. Now that the Big Ten a week ago has shut down football and other fall sports, obviously, for the upcoming fall, assuming that there is no going back on that decision and we're not going to have football this year, a lot of people are starting to figure out or trying to figure out what exactly this means for every Big Ten school as far as recruiting is concerned. So, obviously – as far as Penn State is concerned, you know, things have been going well in the last few years with James Franklin heading up the recruiting. I guess the big question here is, is this going to dramatically hurt Penn State's recruiting efforts for the class of 2021 and, and beyond that? Yeah, dramatically, I, I would think no, just because the dead period's still in place. Now, if we get to a situation where Penn State's not playing football in November and the NCAA rolls back that dead period and – you know, kids like Derek Davis, for example, who's, you know, obviously a top prospect fans should know about by now. If he's able to go to LSU, a school he's very interested in, and take a take a you know, a big time game visit and, and really impact him, I guess, sway him in some ways, that that would hurt. Uh, but but with the dead period uh, in effect right now, it's it's hard to I guess see 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 major changes or, or drastic uh, disadvantages, I guess you'd say. Obviously, there's there's a lot of fans on Twitter and uh, maybe even some coaches trying to in the SEC and, you know, trying to, to point fingers and take jabs. But for the most part, you know, if a kid is I, I, these kids understand Penn State's a, a Goliath in, 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 in college football, same with Ohio State, same with Michigan. You know, for those schools, I don't see it really impacting them much. I will say I, I am kind of curious to see maybe some of those mid-tier recruits guys that originally would have maybe ended up at like a Purdue or an Indiana or something like that. Uh, maybe they start maybe looking at a, a Wake Forest more or some other schools that, uh, you know, just are playing, you know, they get their eyes on that school a little bit more, but you know, for a school like Penn state, I don't, I'd be surprised if it had a big impact on it. Also just one other thing to add uh, the class of 2021 has four five, six scholarships left. So it's already kind of full. It's going to be a smaller class. And that worked out really well for Penn State this year, having a smaller class and everything that took place. So I don't see it impacting that class too much. And, you know, by, by the time hopefully we get to winter next spring, hopefully, fingers crossed, that these 2022 kids and beyond can take some visits. Uh, with all the people you talk about in the recruiting industry, has there been any talk about what's going to happen with the recruiting calendar? Could there be any potential adjustments as far as the early signing period, which I guess has become the main signing period? But yeah. is that a topic of conversation that's been popping up at all yet, or is it still a little early for that? Yeah, from everybody I talk to, they they don't want anything to change. I mean, when I try to talk to people at Penn State or wherever it may be, uh, no one wants that to change because <sighs> – the, the 2022 recruits have been impacted by this already and, and just pushing it back more impacts those kids pushing back 2021, excuse me, right. Hurts them even more. So 
from everything, I, at least for the people I talk to, they don't want that to change. You know, obviously, I'm, I'm going to act like I know the NCAA's uh, thinking. So I think whenever we think NCAA will go left, they go right. So who knows <laughs> what will end up happening. But uh, I, I would just be surprised. Again, I mean, it's, it's a pattern. You know, if you, just like how we're seeing with college football, you know, if you push it back to the spring, it's going to impact the fall it would be the same kind of thing in recruiting. And uh, it's been unfair to the 2021 guys. It's, it's going to be really unfair to 2022 too, because they missed out on camps this year. And, you know, usually two years uh, out from graduation is really when you see camps have a big impact on soon to be juniors. So those guys already missed that this year uh, to, to push back 2021 and give them more attention while the 2021 guys deserve it. It's just a it snowballs. So I I personally would be surprised if we saw that happen. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking about all the different football camps that aren't going to be happening. And of course, Penn State always has a camp too. So uh, you know, going back to something you said earlier, obviously a school like Penn State, Ohio State, in long term view, recruiting is still going to be okay. I, I would feel comfortable saying that. But it is going to be interesting to see what happens with some of those other programs. You know, like Temple. If Temple's playing football this year, and if Pitt is playing football this year. You think maybe uh, those schools could benefit from perhaps Penn State not playing and being able to have those recruits on their campus? Yeah, I mean it depends if the dead period gets rolled back again. Right. With the dead period in place, they can't they can't visit right now. Um, I mean, with obviously Temple, Penn State don't really recruit too, don't overlap too much, and, and Penn State and Pitt do, but it's more so for guys down the road. Like for this class, for example, you know Derek Davis is still there, and Elliot Donald. You know, they overlapped a little bit, but, you know, Donald's already committed. And in my opinion, Davis is kind of has a couple schools ahead of Pitt, including Penn State. So I don't I don't see it overlapping too much. But, you know, again, just I mean, for, from my perspective, as far as maybe how it would hurt Penn State is just if you, look, Penn State was supposed to be good this year. You know, they this was ever since Tommy Stevens left and, you know, gave Sean Clifford all that experience last year, myself and I'm sure you, you and many others said, oh, wow, you know things add up here for this to be a really good year for Penn State. So just not being on the field, not being able to show, you know, Soraka's offense and, and all the little things that recruits wanted to see, you know, I think that impacts Penn State more than, you know, local rivals being able to play and, and get the attention. Uh, but, you know, uh, James Franklin just had a press conference today and I saw a report today about, maybe playing um, in domes in, in uh, you know, what was it, January, February starting. So, you know, as long as they're able to play this year, I, I think that everything will be, K, be okay. Uh, it's if they don't play and, you know, they go all the way to next fall and we have no idea what Siraga's offense looks like and all those questions, well, then I think then, you, then um, it could hurt them a bit. I think a lot of people kind of thought that Penn State was going a little slowly with putting together the current class 2021 that's being put together. Um, you know, I've said all along that if you get some patience, things are going to be okay. But uh, you should, fans don't have patience. I understand that. I understand that. And I know that talking about the Penn State fan base, I know there's a very short, uh, uh, short temperature fuse right there. But I do think that you know when you go back and look at how this year has played out, you know, not having spring football. And obviously, you know, the, the extended dead period, uh, is that a cause for what we have seen Penn State with putting together the recruiting class? Well, again, it's going to be a smaller class. So right now they have 13 guys committed. And we were projecting at one point to be around 18. I think it could get a little bit above that. You know, there's always a little wiggle room, especially if you have a guy like Derek Davis or Nolan Rucci going to the end. 
you're going to find room. Okay. They'll, they'll figure it out. You know, they don't have to have that 85 scholarship number done until uh, the fall. I think it's the following I think the following season. So they'll, they'll figure it out. They have time to, to do that. You know, the class was, uh, the class has been kind of going slow in recent months just because of that more than COVID. But I, I don't want to take away from the fact that players haven't been on campus and, and James Franklin's ability to, to impress when players are on campus. You can say that about a lot of big time coaches and James is as good as, as many of them when it, maybe all of them when it comes to, you know, just, just being interactive during unofficial and official visits. I talk to a lot of players who come back from a big time visit and they're always really impressed with how much time they got with Franklin. Uh, even Franklin's family sometimes, I mean, for official visits, for example, you know, he hosts a player's parents uh, at his home on Friday nights when the players then go and hang out with the current players on the team. So he's just very involved and, and, you know, that that's something you don't see at other schools. So from that perspective, it hurts, uh, but, but we'll see what happens again. It's, it's, it was supposed to be a small class. You know, they got a handful of scholarships left. Derek Davis is out there. Dejon Warren, the cornerback from Lackawanna is still out there. Uh, one guy I do think to maybe keep an eye on here in the coming weeks is Diego pounds, the, the North Carolina offensive lineman. He, he got an offer from UNC and that's an offer he wanted for a, a while from what I, at least I understand. Uh, but, UNC took a while to offer that and, and Penn State's really developed a good relationship. So he's someone to keep an eye on. You know, they'd love to add a running back. I'm not sure if that's going to happen. They'd love to add Khalil, uh, Khalil Dinkins, uh, tight end out of um, North Allegheny. We'll see what happens there. I just interviewed his dad the past week. They're taking their time as they should. There's no reason to rush it at this point. So there's, there's a lot of talent still out there to make this a top 15 or so class. Excuse me, I'm rambling here. But one other thing I'll add is – uh, if you look at the average star rankings right now, Penn State is, I believe, in the top 12, which is which is pretty good. Uh, so there's there's plenty of talent there, and uh, plenty of talent still available. Uh, we've got uh, four more months to get it to get it kind of figured out. So I, I think they'll be I think they'll finish top 15. They just gotta be patient, which I know I get. Right, it. right. <laughs> fun, but we can't I'm, mention I'm, that patience <laughs> word out there. Ask my wife. So I get it. I get it. <laughs> Uh, that, that's why I go to you because I know you're going to be uh, staying on top of all the recruiting stuff that's going on with Penn State. And you really, you're kind of taking a look around, seeing what's happening with some other programs, certainly within the region too. So highly advise people to go give you a follow if they're not already. Again, you can follow Ryan on Twitter at Rival Snyder. Uh, Ryan, you got anything else you want to keep in mind that, or you know, put out there that people should be keeping an eye out for in the next we'll couple of weeks? recruiting all day. I mean, uh, 2022 class is off to a good start. Uh, Penn State um, has two – according to Rivals rankings, two four-stars, two three-stars. I'll say right off the bat, the Holden State's the tight end, who's a three-star in Rivals. Uh, that should get moved up at some point. He's I, definitely underrated in my eyes and, and from talking to people. Uh, close to close to lash they uh they think that too so we'll we'll see he's very um just i don't want to compare him to Fryermuth, but he's he's a very uh he's just polished i guess you'd say he's well balanced you know good, good with blocking good good at running routes has to get a bit more explosive in some ways but there's a lot to like there you know having Bo Prebula already committed the quarterback is good you know it's always good to get a, a quarterback committed early it just helps uh, with a lot of offensive players and quarterbacks tend to be, you know, good leaders and whatnot. So it, it's, it's good to have him committed. And by the way, he, he's a very underrated athlete, Bo. He ran a four, six at Penn state. Uh, it's camp last year. I believe he had like a four, four shuttle. So, you know, you, you'll see, I, I think a lot of fans will see how athletic he is. He's, he's a heck of an athlete that still has to, um, 
but I don't want to say become a quarterback because he's a great quarterback. But, you know, just there's a lot of things there that can still be worked on and improved. And that's what Penn State's so excited about with Prebulo. So see what happens there. Caden Saunders, Jerry Cross. I think anyone that follows knows that those two guys are both four stars on rivals, both, um, you know, top players. Caden Saunders has been, been recruited for Penn State for almost a year now, taking a bunch of visits. So lots to like in the 2022 class. few scholarships left uh, here in 2021. And, uh, four months to figure out that class, but they're, they're off. Like I said earlier, they'll, they'll finish strong. I, I have confidence in that. Well, Ryan, uh, hopefully you and your family are doing well, stay safe. We appreciate all of your time and uh, your insight. And we will definitely have to bring you back on. Hopefully when things are a little bit back to normal, we can talk a little bit more about in-depth recruiting with you sometime. That'd be great. Eight signing days. Uh, I don't know, hundred days away, something like that. We'll say so it's uh, we'll, we'll be on soon enough. All right. Sounds good. Thank you so much again for your time, Ryan. Take care. Well, folks, that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode to hear some comments about what James Franklin had to say. Anytime James Franklin talks, we are going to react to it right here on this podcast. It doesn't matter if there's no football. Okay, it does matter that there's no football. But anytime that James Franklin speaks in the offseason about whatever the subject may be, we are going to react to it right here on the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast. So make sure you hit that subscribe button in whatever podcasting app you may have been listening to this particular episode in. And then, of course, leave a rating and leave a review let us know what you thought about today's episode my thanks also to ryan snyder from bluewhiteillustrated.com on rivals.com always a pleasure getting a chance to interact with him online i was very happy to finally get a chance to actually have a podcast conversation with him it's been long overdue hopefully we can make him a regular guest on the podcast moving forward so if you like that episode you like that interview make sure you let me know by leaving your ratings and your reviews and, of course, you can always reach out to us in a variety of ways by using our social media platforms on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch. Use the username LockedOnNittany. My name is Kevin McGuire. You can follow me on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. I'm a contributor to AthlonSports.com, and I do have some things in the works, so stay tuned for that. And, of course, you can also check out my Patreon page at Patreon.com slash McGuire. Until next time, everybody, we still have some more fun conversations on your way, reacting to all of the stuff that's been going on or not been going on around the Big Ten. So stay tuned. We've got a lot of stuff going on. Make sure you check out the Locked on Big Ten podcast because there's a fun conversation about potentially bringing back Big Ten football this fall. Again, I'll believe it when I see it, but you got to go check that podcast out as well. Until next time, everybody, have a great day. Go 1-0. Stay safe, be healthy, and we'll talk to you again very soon.